Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Zone 607. Welcome to the show. This is the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm excited. You can tell in my voice, this is an exciting day. Very exciting day because we are here in the 8122 Production Studios. I'm back right next to me over here in the co-pilot's chair as he is each and every week. He is the boy referred to in the 1941 hit Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. He's my good friend, Rich. That is That is intriguing. No, I prefer the fact that uh, uh, this week's a good week. I got my New York Comic Con press badges. Yes, you I'm did. I'm approved for press, so I'm going to NYCC. Beautiful. I, maybe next year I'll join you. Oh, maybe. You, you, Are you cosplaying? See. I'm not. I'm going as press. So I'm going to be part of panels. Oh, you're going to dress to, as press? No, no. press pass? Shh. No. You haven't been introduced yet. No. Not only have you not been introduced, man, already. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Move this man. Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. I have I have to have that button always handy. Yeah, I'm not sure what you hit first, but it, yeah. Well, I'm just I'm just trying to hit anything at that point, Judge. <laughs> just to shut him up, professor. Just to shut him up. Honest. Well, that's right. We are very excited because joining us this week. Now, last week he couldn't make it because it may or may not have gone well. We don't know. Apparently, it went well. Apparently, it did go well because he wasn't here. But uh, we did find him this week posing. For the Statue of Limitations. That's right. He is the smartest man in all of horror podcasting. And he's back. He's the professor. Well, hello. Move this man! <laughs> <laughs> uh, my people. I, I wish we could just throw shit at him for real. I, like, literally. Like, literal, like, literal like, human like shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like when you go into chimpanzees, just like trying to yeah. establish dominance and just chuck shit at people. <laughs> yeah. That's what we should do. Oh. We're on the right side of the table to do it. I mean, it's, that's true. This this is the power side right here. He's he's a little guy. He's like in the little tinkle chair fist. over there. I'm I'm tinkle very fist. I'm yes. very quick and you know have good you reflexes. Got, so good fist luck. Tinkle tinkle fist <laughs> tinkle fist baby. <laughs> well, we also have a, a special guest in the studio. We're very excited to have him back in the studio. He's an old friend of the show and. Um, Coming up, uh, we just want to announce before we announce him, uh, he will be performing along with the Triple City Symphony Orchestra uh, pretty soon here. You can see him uh, August 6th uh, at the Binghamton Forum Theater. August 7th, he'll be at the Chesapeake High Rollers Club. And uh, on August 13th, he'll be at the Haley Mills Performing Arts Center. That's right. He is a dear friend of the show. He is the maestro. Thank you. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the, the Haley Mills gig, to be yeah. honest. I mean, Aren't we all? The only, the only person that originally knew where Haley Mills was was the professor. The guy sitting right, to, right <laughs> next to you. He I'm the founder of the town. It's basically me just performing for the professor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's going to be a packed house. <laughs> you, ever seen, you ever seen that episode of The Twilight Zone where the kid like is able to make shit happen? That's Ant- what Anthony? the professor does. <laughs> that's, that's what he does. That's it. Well, he is, he is Once the, you're uh, stuck in Haley Mills, you can never go back. <laughs> you can never leave, and you have to make him happy. He's a bad man. You're a bad man. <laughs> so before we get started with the show this week, I mean, we the patrons heard this. Um, 
the vast majority of people probably have not heard this, uh, but um, the professor was very excited. Um, he he did ask us where the statue of limitations is. Like, where is it located? And what is it? So, yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Professor, you genius? Well, actually, I think it was from a stand-up routine. Somebody, I, 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 don't, I don't remember who the comedian was, but I've heard that before. You guys were talking about the statute of, statute of limitations, so I just popped it in there. Where, <laughs> where is the statute of limitations? Yep. And, what, and what would it be? Yep. Um, and it would just be like a plaque or like some sort of monolith with little increments on it of different limitations. So maybe that's... Keep talking. Yeah, just a limit for whatever. <laughs> it's so good to have you back. Yeah. It's no, like I'm watching something beat. slowly fall off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, uh, so there would be a statue. <laughs> and it have, you see, there's a statue with different limitations on it. Wow. And that's what we do at Horizon 607. This is, this is our lives right here. This is, this is what we do. Oh, I don't even know where to go with this. I'm so glad you're back. You add so much oh. to the show. Oh, I'm, it's good to be back. I, so, think, I think we can just end it right there. Yeah, I know. I think that that's good. Good night, well, everybody. Have good a good night, one. everybody. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. I just want to uh, point out, you know, this also came up. Uh, last week, um, we did get the text message uh, from you at 7 a.m. that, that it, <laughs> things were going well and that you had a date that... that you know, stretched into Sunday, and you were unable to record with us. Uh, you were up before both of us, by the way, um, and you let us know that. But uh, also, you know, your mom was in bed with me, and I made it to the show. So that's lovely, lady. She's efficient. She is efficient. You know, she's a wonderful. She gets the woman. job done. She, and what a lovely and, lady. You know, very punctual. You know, she made mindful. a delicious, delicious spread for breakfast. I was going to say she was. Uh, she's the type of woman that you would like to take for a nice steak dinner and then call her back. Oh, every week. Yeah, every week. Uh, every week. I call uh, her three times. Class a week. act. She's class. Class act. act. Absolutely. Hashtag class act. Who doesn't like a little punctuality in their lives? No, <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, with that being said, <laughs> I think I think I think uh. we've overstayed the welcome here <laughs> on the intro. So uh, I think it's time for the horror zone. Six oh seven news. I might add that uh, you would think that the Hall of Notes is out of place, but this is in honor of the private eye that the professor hired. To catch you with his mom. Yes. <laughs> yes. He didn't need one. He knew what was going on. We told him. All right. We but sat him down. In all seriousness, it is time for the Horror Zone news segment. That's right. That's right. And, you know, we're having a lot of fun here, but it's time to slow it down just a notch here. We're going to take this down just a little bit because we do have sad news to pass along this week. Uh, legendary director Richard Donner passed away at the age of 91. And uh, this guy had his hands in a lot of things, but he did a lot in the horror realm as well. Uh, he directed The Omen, The Goonies, Scrooged, six episodes of the original Twilight Zone. He, uh, in particular, did Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. Yes. Uh, he also did three episodes of Tales from the Crypt. So he really did have his hand in horror. Um, so that's why we're bringing this up this week and starting off the show with that, because, you know, he really, this this guy really did leave his mark in the in Hollywood. Absolutely. Um, and it was very sad. I immediately watched The Goonies once I heard the news, because the Goonies is my earliest memory of ever having watched Donner other than Superman, of course. Yeah. Um, like, Goonies, I always... It, it's weird revisiting it as an adult. There, it, It's weird. It's a creepy kind of movie. I, I don't know if anybody else feels that way about it, but 
like for a kids movie um it, it really does um mm. the fratellis are threatening and kind of scary and uh they're going they're going to kill these kids I, they're I gonna don't, kill them no they're yeah, gonna kill i mean like yeah. they're coming after these kids with guns you know and your answer is um, the 1980s yep 1980s. that was allowed in the 1980s yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um even from the beginning of the movie you know you got the uh the faked suicide of, yes. of the one fratelli brother and you know that's a weird way to start a kid's movie uh you know. well, how, how about the, the the when they find the body of the dead cop? Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like that always struck oh, with me. Oh, the bullet in his head, Chester yeah. Copperpot. No, 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 no. This in, is the in guy. The oh, Chunk yeah, finds in the freezer. Yeah, yeah, in the freezer. And like, I mean, there's just he's been dead a while, and there's a bullet wound in his head. And, and the kid I mean, is it, stuck in. And the kid is stuck in there. I mean, it's. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of sloth. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna say, sloth scared me. When I was look at the kids' movies we had in the 1980s. Gremlins was a kids' movie, yep. technically. Yeah. Uh, you know, you go back to like you The know, Exorcist. Yeah. yeah. No, The Exorcist was not a kids' movie. <laughs> was the early 70s. But no, like, no. Remember, remember <laughs> the, back even further. Remember the witches? Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, was... like, like there was a lot of things that was geared to even ET to an extent is kind of a freaky yeah. movie when you yeah. really look at it, especially with adult eyes. The beginning of it, and that is, and that that is that was a kids' movie. Like it was kind of the norm back then that's why we all grew up to be horror fans because like our kids show scared the shit out of you yeah but, yeah yeah donner uh very sad mr very... boogity you and i have talked about oh, this before yeah. Astro. that movie was terrifying it was a disney movie just mr. just boogity. there were two of them there's two of them yeah there's two of them i, I, I actually boogity? watched the the, ori- the original one yeah. last year for the first time in 30 years i don't know that i could watch it to this it, day it's it, it there <laughs> is like scarred this, me like you know even that is like you know you've got a a guy who sold his soul to the devil you know what I mean? In, in a children's film. In a children's film. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, yeah. when is Mr. Boogity from? Is it mid eighties? Let's yeah. say about eighty five. Live 86. action. Live action. Yeah, movie? yeah. They were. He kind of looked like um, Wonderful World of Disney. Yeah. Films. He no kind of looked like um, Doctor Doom, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. But, but he had like a like a, a exorcist type face to him a little bit too. Something. Huh. It was scary. Yeah. It was a Disney. It was a yeah. wonderful. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure movie. the 1980s hated children. Mm, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Well, Disney also had Oh God, You Devil with John Denver and <laughs> and the sequels. Yeah. yeah. No, the but, first one was Oh God. Oh God, and then Oh God, God You God Devil. devil and then was John the, Denver in all of them? No, he was no, only in one of them. In the, first the first one. one. Okay. But, but what's his name? Was uh, it uh, Burns? Burn. George, what the, Burns George Burns. Guys, Richard Donner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we back to I was thinking the same thing. Can we circle back to Richard Donner? But it's very sad we lost John Denver as well. Yes. yes. And George Burns. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, everybody in that movie is. But anyways, uh, let's go back to Richard Donner, though. Made, I made arguably the best Superman movie. That's right. I said yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, you know, Lethal Weapon. Yes. Yes. Which, yeah. He was all four of them, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, he did all he was, he was the. He was behind I didn't the know thing. that. He's got so many credits like across the board. He did not stray away from any genres. Uh, that's literally kind of like a missed art form now. A lot of directors seem to get p- pigeonholed into where they're at, and they don't ever adventure out. And uh, he was one of those guys that just didn't care, like you said. He did yes. horror. And yeah, no matter he did what fantasy, he did, he did sci-fi. He did he did comedies. He did yeah. action films. No matter everything. what he did, he didn't. He wasn't like embarrassed by anything that he did. Because no. I, I mean, even like last year, um, when everything was still going on with the pandemic, I found there was something I found on YouTube. Um, one of the Hollywood guys, I can't remember which one that it was. He was he was uh, Olaf and Frozen. The chubby guy there. Oh, uh, Gad, Josh Gad. Yeah, he had a thing where he was bringing back, you know, virtually through, um, through like something 
one of those like Zoom or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, doing the, the recap, the through cast one of those movies. things. Yeah, he, he brought like back, back the cast the and everything. And yeah. Like, yeah, and he did the one for Goonies, and Richard Donner was there, and he was yeah. just talking about all these horror movies that he did, and like all these other things that he did. He wasn't embarrassed by any of it. You know, you got people like Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger who want uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that they were in to be removed from existence, and you got Richard Donner who's done a little bit of everything, and he wasn't afraid of any of it. You know, so well, and then like there's so much of his stuff that does have that horror element like scrooged even oh, has yeah. like some really creepy moments and then of course the Om- was the omen his first feature film was uh, i was i think that it was and one of them anyway because it was it's, before superman well, yeah, 76 way, right 76 is when it came out yeah and the omens oh what yeah. do i love that movie yeah great movie such a good movie it's just i know you're a big fan of the second one <laughs> i am <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm a fan of the whole trilogy the first trilogy there i didn't like the third i didn't one. like the third one the, the second movie i actually really do like it's I, just there's one scene in particular that we laugh about often wait when the truck rolls over the blow up doll yeah yeah <laughs> she gets thrown at the windows and then uh, yeah. gets run over yeah yeah um but yeah you know i don't know the omen was such a good movie so creepy so yeah. well done so well done and it's an underrated movie i think it's one of the top 10 greatest horror movies ever made yeah. my opinion well when you look at that like the big three of the you know satanic mainstream horror films you know your exorcist your rosemary's baby and the omen you kind of yeah you know the omen is the one that kind of gets pushed aside in a way yeah you know because i mean the exorcist is an absolute classic and uh but so is the omen but yeah well that's it like you know and and so is you know rosemary's baby so you've got you know the omen almost doesn't quite get like the filmic respect i I think i do yeah i think the thing with the omen it, it as a film it actually is more traditionally made than the other ones I agree. on that list but it doesn't make it any less good and it really I think it's the most atmospheric of the three and that's putting the well, exorcist got, in there and, and you know well, Rosemary's Baby all three of which have that what I like but about the it the suspense yeah. the look of it the music the score you know it's got it's got that classic Hollywood feel like you, you know the scene when he discovers the jackal um, yeah. And the grave yeah. site. Oh, that's that such gra- a great scene. That grave site is like a classical, classic Hollywood set. You know, like there's, there's all these elements like that, and and uh, the Omen, which are not in Rosemary's Baby, which are not in right. uh, the Exorcist. It almost feels like, like a traditional Universal film. Yeah, exactly. You know, but but yeah, more, but with but with the violence upped for a more modern yeah audience. You know, but I mean, it's you know, or even like a. You know, there's there's some hammer influence hammer, there. You yes. know, like it's it's very very much that. Right. It took took a lot from the gothics, which, you know, not so much Rosemary's Baby or uh, The Exorcist. Well, those were going more for realism and yeah. like uh, the '70s kind of, you know, uh, movie brats. Those those guys like yeah. um, Coppola and. Yeah, they're like a little Fried, more. They're a little more counterculture. Friedkin and Polanski were, yeah, they're they're like too. the artists, right. you know, quote unquote. But they're like you. But like Donner, Donner was he he could do anything like, and he he had a workman like yeah. kind of approach, and I I like that that one does have like an old school Hollywood film vibe to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Were you gonna add something to that or? No, no. I, this is just my my resting bitch oh. face. Gotcha. That yeah. makes sense. That yes. makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, moving on uh, to, to some better news here this week. Um, we know that Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead was very popular on Netflix. Uh, what we didn't expect is that there's a prequel coming. 
and it's going to be titled Army of Thieves. It's coming to Netflix this fall. Uh, Snyder will be producing it this time, but it will be directed by uh, by an actor by the name of Matthias Schweighofer. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Uh, he played the character of Dieter in the first movie, and the new film is going to follow his character. I mean, that doesn't seem like uh, out of the ordinary, right? That you're directing yourself, that you're the main character, and what you're directing? Yes. Sure. That's uh, typical. I think that happens. Mel Gibson movie. Oh, I was just going to say it. Mel Gibson. Yeah, but we're, let's talk about how some of those ended up. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Braveheart was excellent. Well, yes, but uh, for every Braveheart, we get we have other ones. We're not going to talk about those. <laughs> Mistakes were made. I've watched a lot of Mel Gibson films. What can I say? But anyways. Uh, Mistakes were made. <laughs> let's just say that, uh, yeah, you shouldn't watch certain Mel Gibson films. <laughs> Although Fat Man was a, was phenomenal. Oh, I haven't seen I, that. I enjoyed Fat that. Fat Man was phenomenal. It was, it was good. It was fun for what it was, I should say. It wasn't like a great you're movie, a, but it was a fun you're movie. You're not an Apocalypto fan? <sighs> Apocalypto, I kinda, I never saw that. I find that movie kind of mind-blowing in some it, ways. It, it looks amazing, but it's it's a little long. Is it? For it. I, I, think I, I don't it's, remember well, how for, long it I think for the yeah. story, it's a little It was like 17 hours. I think it took like three weeks to get it's through. It's still playing right now. If you went to see the world premiere, you would still be sitting there. Yeah. Next to Ray Liotta. Why? I don't know. Sure. 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 But anyways, no, I mean, I thought Army of the Dead was decent, but I didn't think we needed a prequel. No. That's just my personal opinion. I still haven't seen it. It's like four hours long so it's just, no it's not four hours long but it's, it's like two and a half hours long it's it's longer there's than a, lot, might as well be there's a lot of things i really liked about it we we talked a little bit yeah, about yeah, this yeah. um but it yeah it's not necessary to i i do like that character uh dieter dieter he's the safe cracker right yeah um he was cool so i mean as a prequel though like I thought that the movie was his first encounter with zombies or whatever the hell. Um, well, so it's going to be called Army of Thieves. Maybe it won't be a zombie movie. I don't think it's Maybe going it'll be, a, be. But then, an army of thieves. But then what the hell? I, I don't know. It'll Never just be mind. a bunch of thieves it'll be, coming out. It'll be directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Ooh, what a twist. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that yeah. old movie. It turns out really it was good. in that, uh, it was in the universe. Yeah. The same universe the entire time. Yeah. The whole time. Oh yeah, that was really hard for me to say, wasn't it? Yeah. It was in the. Uh, it was in the uh, the uh, thing. The, the, uni- the mind <laughs> equals blown. <laughs> What's up next? Uh, starting in 2022, that'd be next year for you, Professor. Since you're not quite sure where you are most where of the I? time, uh, Universal Films will be going exclusively to Peacock, quote unquote, no later than four months after release to theaters. So that means a film such as Jurassic World Dominion, Jordan Peele's third movie, doesn't have a name yet. It's a mystery to this point but his third movie and Halloween Ends will be affected by this new deal I so, think we already talked that it's just called third movie yeah it's called third movie it's right Jordan there. Peele's third Peele, movie the third I mean it doesn't really affect I mean uh, the, the effect the effect on it is it's going to be there instead of at another uh, streaming service which is cool hopefully that means that more eyes will get on Peacock I mean it's a good deal for them yeah. uh, especially with their bigger horror ones but it, also all the universal films so I would assume if it's a total universal deal that could affect the uh, Fast and the Furious franchise yeah, because uh, we know that's universal. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's there's a lot of uh, yeah. They got at least twenty to thirty more films in oh, this series. Jesus, Hope, hopefully not. I tapped out a long time ago. I know. Yeah, I know. Ken I did M, after the first. One. I know. Kenem and Padawan J are still fans, but oh. over at the ODPH. Hey, but as I long as you got family, though, it'll just. Dude, be... I have I have ate that up. I thought that's how the bonus scene. No spoilers, but that's I thought that's how the bonus scene. And if you didn't watch it, you should. Of uh, Black Widow, uh, I think that they should have just had Dom Toretto there, yeah, just to look at her and just be like. <laughs> You know it's all about family. 
I, that's just my personal take. I love the, I, those memes are killing me, by the way. The Dom memes. No, oh, yeah, they're everywhere. They're yeah. everywhere. It's so great. So, uh, what do you, so Professor, what do you think about Universal uh, and the Peacock? Peacock. That's peacock. cool. I mean, I don't, I don't have Peacock, but uh, I'm definitely interested. You're going to get it now? I'm going to get it. You'll yeah. get it within four months of... Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, it, uh, there's, there's a lot of good choices there, and especially with Halloween ends. And... I'm not too sure about the Jordan Peele movie. I, I wasn't the big uh, biggest Us fan, but uh, I'm I definitely want to see what he comes up with next. His movies are viewable. Yeah, they're they're better than what we've watched so far this month for the movies we're reviewing. But that's yes. uh, that's a little uh, precursor to what we're going to get to. <laughs> By the way, we're talking about streaming services. I might as well give them a shout out. I'm not sponsored, but uh, Tubi. <laughs> Tubi, yeah. Tubi bailed us out with not paying for it, but they had quite this horror selection. I got yeah, they got a for ton of movies Tubi, on there. Tubi's pretty amazing. Yeah. And they say there's commercials in it, but it was like three commercials throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mind at all, no. but I just, yeah. That's I'm just a gonna great throw it out service. There. They're, not, they're uh, not a sponsor, but damn. If you don't have Tubi and you're a horror fan listening to this, there's a lot of great horror movies on Tubi. I think it's like Tubi. 300 movies on there or it's something free. like that. It's, it's free. free. A lot of them are garbage free. movies, but they got a lot of good ones on there, too. And they rotate constantly. Constantly. Yeah. But they've got some big name movies. I mean, you're going to get like the attack of the 75 foot cheerleader part two on there Listen, you're gonna get a lot of those that was but. a goddamn classic <laughs> no but they, had, they did they, they had a lot of great movies on there so just a shout outs to them because uh without them i would have had to pay amazon yeah. to watch the movie we watched this week but yeah. <laughs> there you go you would have regretted uh, that oh absolutely I think the, the whole 99 cent movie that we yeah he does he offered to let me borrow uh, oh, yeah. and, he, and he came to my house uh, I, I i i actually i actually have purchased this twice now <laughs> oh Hey-oh. Yeah. Hopefully both times in the discount bin at Walmart. Yeah, I hope so. But, uh, I think we got it at the gas station. For <laughs> we'll, the talk about, we'll, talk, we'll get into that more later because I think we have one more piece of news up. One more little thing here. It's box office news. We've talked about these two movies a lot, but uh, A Quiet Place Part 2 and The Conjuring 3 have both done pretty darn well in a pandemic world. Uh, Quiet Place Part 2 has now made $150 million domestic and $250 million worldwide. Conjuring 3 has now made a total across the whole world of $200 million. 110 of that yeah. uh, was... Uh, international yeah. so it's made a little bit under 100 million here in the states but still 200 million let's get ready for sequels yes can you say sequel kids? i mean we already I've, knew quiet place was quiet place definitely sequel, yeah. but yeah definitely we already knew there was one coming they it's already been announced. when that movie just stops you, you know what if, if if the third one is not a silent film i'm going to be very upset and it's just star charlie chaplin yes it should Probably. why not why not corpse. bring him back We're, it's you know and the professor's mom yep yes as a love interest yes mm-hmm. yes and they don't say anything but he gives her like that that wagging finger tone, and it's it like, doesn't even involve the family from the first two movies at all. Well, the third one apparently is going <laughs> no, to be a spinoff won't. of it anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, they we all thought it was going to be a third film, but it's actually going to be a spinoff. They've announced it. Oh, crying for crying out! And then whatever one of the Conjuring movies we're going to get because it's uh, you know they had that infomercial called yeah. uh, Amabel. Did, Amabel. did either yeah. did either <laughs> you guys uh, see any anybody in here see the Conjuring movie? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I saw it in the we theater. Yeah. Okay. Was, you were the only one that went to the theater. I was the one that went to the theater. Right. You guys didn't like it so Did much. you go to the theater? No. Okay. Not for that. Uh, I thought it was pretty bad. I, I liked it. I okay. was going to say, I, li- I, I liked it, when it for what it was. Yeah, I, I, I It wasn't as bad as The Nun, but it was pretty close. Listen, I think The Nun's better. Yeah, this guy is the one fan of The Nun. I, I just want to throw this out there. I liked this movie for what it was. Once I realized I was watching like a crime drama and not like a horror movie, I was good. Yeah, like it, honestly, that's the, that's the whole thing. That's actually what I respected about it. Like it, it it was it tried to do something different, and I don't think it completely succeeded. But I like the fact that it was them going up against what they go up against. I don't want to spoil it, but you know what they're you know yeah. the the See, person. It's it's 
it's different. It's very different. It's it was different. Here's my take it. with it. Here's my take with it. I think that it's a good thing that it was also on a streaming service because to me it felt like it was a movie that was direct to a streaming service. It did not feel like a movie that was going to be a major Hollywood blockbuster. It felt like it was made for television or made for streaming. Ma- made for streaming. We'll say that. It was definitely better than a made for sci-fi film. But um, that's what it felt like I mean, to me. We could it talk felt about very it. cheap and generic. I feel like next month two. when we get done with uh, George Romero, July, next month we'll do some catching up on the movies that we have because we got to get back into the, the we're doing the, the reviews of movies as they come out because we were doing that before. Now that the theaters are faculty finally back open, and it's like yeah. uh, it's a normal experience. Yeah, next yeah. month is Candyman. Yeah, so, yeah. So I'm just oh, saying yeah. we can, we're gonna we can catch up on all of this month's ones like The Conjuring, Forever Purge, and we can just do it in one episode, just knock them all. Out. Uh, so look forward to that next month. There you go, because obviously we have this month planned out. Hopefully we'll all have seen them by then, because I've only. <laughs> I mean, I've seen. I've uh, only seen the, the Conjuring. Only, the only one I have not seen currently is Forever Purge, which I'll, I'll probably watch that next week. Might as well. I have not seen that. Yet. I heard it's no, good. No, it's the only one I haven't seen yet. It's getting I've ranked amongst like, the best of, in the series of the five of them. But so. I, saw the, I saw The Conjuring in theaters. I saw Quiet Place 2 in theaters. So. Yeah, By the way, in the, theater, cool. in the theater, all of them were just... I, that's another thing. The experience when I... Because I rewatched The Conjuring on HBO Max after you said you watched it on HBO Max and didn't like it. And I will say the theater experience always makes it better. Yeah. But I still liked it on HBO Max. Because, once again, in there, I even... I think I liked it more on the second watching uh, because I already knew what to expect going in. By the way, like, it's already off of HBO Max. I know, because they only are up for 30 days and they go yeah. away for three months and then come back. Yeah, that's that's the HBO Max deal, which is cool. Yeah, at least you still get quick. to see them. Yeah, you know, if you didn't, if you weren't sold on a movie like that, that wasn't selling you on it, then it's a better way than paying the price to go to the theater. But I wanted to see it on the big screen. Yeah, personally, but I yeah, would have liked good. to have, but it's good, I've been it's good to go stuff. Back. So we'll get back to those in the future. But yeah, I, I'm not surprised that either these movies made good money. We knew that they would. They're the big franchise, with the exception of everything besides Halloween and Escape Room, which is coming out as well. Those are the big franchises that were coming out in horror this year. Some of which were supposed to come out last year. Yeah, so. If you look at it that way, yeah. you're pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah. So horror's still on the roll, people, and uh, we still have no Friday the Thirteenth movie because fuck Sean Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd get that one in. there. Yeah, we had to get that in there this week. All right. With that being said, though, if you would like to comment about anything we talked about on the news segment, go ahead and hit us on our social medias. It is uh, Horror Zone six hundred seven on Facebook. Like and share that page at. HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag HZ607 when talking about the show. For all information about the show and everything we got going on here at 8122 Productions, go over to 8122productions.com. Uh, you have links there to the Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. Also, you have links to the show, Three Fat Nerds, uh, HorrorZone607, the wrestling show, and everything else we have listed there. Check it out. It's, it's a lot of fun. And, of course, last but certainly not least, if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month and get a ton of extra bonus content, you can do that over at Patreon dot com slash eight one two two productions and trust me just for the fact that love is scary this month is going to be epic spooky mike is uh is ready to have an epic time with diesel uh you should jump in because that's the only place you're going to hear that is on patreon because that's the only place it can live so i don't think we can let his thoughts out really fully un you know unfiltered to the world anywhere else right plus you get horror zone 607 early and it's the uncut unedited edition you get some extra stuff as well so all that and more patreon.com slash eight one two two productions and you help support this show yeah, and I just want to also uh, correct myself. At the beginning of the show, I said my name was Mike C. It's Spooky, Spooky Mike, Mike C. C. Yes, I screwed We're that up. To, I got to get used to it. We got to keep saying it for 30 days so it becomes a habit. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody say it together now. Spooky, Spooky Mike, Mike C. C. Okay, I feel good about this. But <laughs> Maybe next week. But yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So Maybe by the end of the show, I'll get it right. <laughs> 
All right, well, it is time for the Horizon 607 Trivia Question of the Week, and I've got trivia questions for the rest of this month. They're kind of lining up with George Romero movies, and uh, this is going to be the last one that I've got for the month where it's multiple choice. Now, you missed uh, the first couple multiple choice ones. The Maestro was here for one of them. But I wasn't. You were not. Oh, no, you had I a date. It may or may not it. have been going well. So. <laughs> that so. date may not have gone well. So, yeah, this one uh, might be a little bit tougher than, than the other ones that I have asked this mo- or the last month or so. But uh, here we go. In the original Night of the Living Dead, I think in the remake too, but in the, we're going with the original one because it's George Romero July. In Night of the Living Dead, we were introduced to the characters Ben, Barbara, Harry, and Helen Cooper. Their daughter, Karen, and a young couple. What were the names of the young couple? One more time. In Night of the Living Dead, we were introduced to the characters Ben, Barbara, Harry and Helen Cooper, their daughter, Karen, and a young couple. What were the names of the young couple? Was it A, Kenneth and Sally, B, Tom and Judy, C, David and Sarah, or D, Steve and Debbie? The answer, coming up right after the break. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to Horror Zone 607. the zone that of course is the wonderful sounds of horror right there yes that's frankie valley in the four seasons horror's greatest hits right there coming at you i'm sure it's had to have been at least one horror movie it should Even have if been. it was a really crappy one it had to have been <laughs> it like graduation <laughs> an inspired choice for like a horror movie song to play yeah, while somebody's dying. absolutely absolutely see it's always the best when they pick something like that when somebody's dying. Something that's either happy or like super like you know childlike or something. Well, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh you dirtied it. Well, like uh, Rob Zombie's really good with that in House of a Thousand Corpses. With Stitches the, was good with that. I remember you. Stitches was good with that a little bit too. Stitches. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it is time to answer this week's Horizon 607 trivia question. We've given the guys lots of time to think about this one. It was multiple choice uh, in the Night of the Living Dead. We were introduced to the characters Ben, Barbara, Harry, and Helen Cooper, their daughter Karen, and a young couple. What were the names of the young couple? Was it A, Kenneth and Sally, B, Tom and Judy, C, David and Sarah, or D, Steve and Debbie? Anybody with any guesses? I'm going I'm to go first. because The maestro says he thinks he has it, so we'll go in that order because I'm sure me and the professor do not. Yeah. But uh, I will say this. <laughs> Big shock there. I, I am, I am, not you, but him. Yeah. yeah. I am, I'm going to say this. I, I'm making a guess because I don't know. 
But I am going to go with my gut and also with the logic that the professor's mom taught us. She always goes with the D. <laughs> So oh, you're, going with, you're going with the D. Letter D. Okay, oh, letter D. What do you got? Uh, well, that one's Stephen Debbie, right? That's Stephen Debbie. I'm going to use process of elimination here. Uh, Stephen Debbie were local radio hosts, so I don't think that they're an option here. <laughs> Maybe they were. I, but I, <laughs> I right? remember that. I, I don't know, but I know that uh, Mike C. would probably remember. Yeah, they were, on, <laughs> they were on like Mix 103. So, so it can't be D. Stephen Debbie. <laughs> well, going by the well, logic of your mom, it, it is be, the D. I guess if it's very just well crazy. Maybe, maybe their parents were really big Night of the Living Dead fans. Maybe the people locally here use their names. Maybe they were fans. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with A, the Ken, Ken and... Uh, Kenneth and Sally? Yeah. Okay. So you've got A, Kenneth and Sally. You've got uh, Steve and Debbie from Mix 103. <laughs> what have you got? I think it's C. C, David and Sarah. Oh. Well, the correct answer is you're all wrong. It's B, Tom and Judy. <laughs> the best part? Congratulations, you all lose. The best part is I was going to actually guess B, but then I went with the joke. Because you always Steve go with Debbie. the joke. Well, no, the D. Oh, the D. That's yeah, right. The D. Not even the Stephen Debbie. The professor was the so, the genius that came up with that one. Here's why I guess that, that. Why I guess C wasn't the survivor at the end of the remake. Sarah, wasn't that her name? No, it was Barbara. Was it Barbara? Yeah, Barbara. she was still Barbara. She oh, oh, I didn't. Know, yeah, yeah it, 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 had been, it had been a long time since I've seen that. But yeah, okay. Well, now it is time for the second segment. It's time to talk some horror, and of course, this week we are continuing George Romero July, and this week we are reviewing. Ooh. The uh, 1973 classic, The Crazies, directed by... Uh, let me give you the whole rundown, and then we'll go into synopsis and so on and so forth. Uh, so the bud- uh, so it was released on March 16, 1973, at 103 minutes, and I felt every one of those 103 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Uh, pro- Wait, 103? 103. Okay. It was produced by A.C. Croft. The screenplay was by George A. Romero, by an original script by Paul McClough. Uh, directed by George A. Romero, um, starring Lane Carroll, W.G. McMillan, Harold Wayne Jones, Lloyd Holler, Lynn Lowry, Richard Liberty, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I will play a little game here, guys. It was a budget of two hundred seventy-five thousand, and this dime it did not belong to a church's money. Uh, so, uh, unlike the amusement park, unlike the amusement park. Yeah. Uh, so, what did you think it did in the box office, guys? Just throw out some numbers. Everybody get to take a guess. One point two million. We're talking about 1973, Mike. 1.2 million. <laughs> uh, continuing on. David and Sarah. Okay. Uh, 200 million. Steve and Debbie. Guys, you guys are so far off. 200 million. I'm gonna, no, about 10 million. You're so far off. Really? Under? Under 1 million. Oh, oh my. Well, that was wow. the closest then one. No, actually, you were with C. $500,000. <laughs> 500,000? Want to make a second guess? Uh, I'm going to say 600,000. I'll say six hundred one thousand. Was this the Price Is White? Yeah, do we have the Price Is Right? Did you say Price Is White? And so uh, one hundred and forty-three thousand seven hundred eighty-four for a big whopping. Wow! This movie did not make its money back. Do you think we can get the mountain climber game in there too? So let's uh, let's talk about let's talk about the crazies nineteen seventy. Let's talk about let's this. Talk I just want to start by saying normally I don't start these things out. I just want to start by saying that one of us in this room really liked this movie. Yes, we'll we'll go into and we'll that get to that. We'll get into that. But uh, by the way, we're back in Evan City, Pennsylvania. Yes, we are. We are back in Evan City, Pennsylvania. A lot of shit happens there. Do not live in Evan City, Pennsylvania. You got zombie apocalypses. Yeah. You got people going crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, so a man kills his wife. Of course, the opening scene: a man kills his wife and burns down the farmhouse. His kids are there. It's kind of fucking crazy. 
Ah. 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 Did that. Ah. And of course, it's a good opening scene. Of course, with that it opening, is. yes, it is a good opening scene. With that opening scene, that takes us right into like you know the our our, our heroes of the movie, if you will, and uh, they are in bed with one another, not wanting to go to their equal works. <laughs> and uh, when we, we when we meet up with them, sounds like the professor. That's right. <laughs> so we have David and his his pregnant girlfriend Judy. So also Judy, sounds like the Judy professor. Is, Judy, Judy's a his nurse. boy Elroy. And then we get introduced to the military. And we spend a lot of time with the military. And then we get introduced to the entire military. Well, basically it is it is Major Ryder, but then there's like a ton of millions of oh other people who come. It is it is obnoxious how much time we spend with the military, get familiar with them. And then I, I like about, be honest with you, it's just a whole lot of like half the movie is dialogue between the military and the people from the city and the different military members and the scientists. And then, you know, some action beats. Some firefighters. And there's an Evan City couple of people there. Yeah. My was, favorite part, my favorite part of the movie though is I, I don't know if they were crazy or if it was just because the military decided to take the guns away from people in Western Pennsylvania. Either way <laughs> either either way it's ill advised, okay? So there's a full on shootout. So this between, is another social commentary. Absolutely. Oh, so even back course. in nineteen seventy three. So uh, even the so they go out and there's a firefight, of course, between the military and the Western Pennsylvanians from Evan City, like I said, who knows if they're crazy or not. And you get some deaths. But my favorite part during that is there is a lady who has definitely got the uh, Trixie virus because she is uh, sweeping the grass in the field where there's a firefight is. That was my highlight of the movie, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, does anybody else want to take over with their thoughts and uh, reviews? Because, I mean, I know only one of us has great revere for it. So. Yeah, I mean... I'll, I'll, and judging I'll just, by my intro, I it wasn't me. Yeah, I don't yeah. have too much more to add on to what Rich is saying, so I'll just say a little bit. Like, I really like the opening scene right right out of the gate. I was yes. like, this is going to be cool. And then 20 minutes later, I was asleep. And then I had to... I, I woke up towards the end of the movie, and uh, I was like, oh, man, this scene's boring, too. And then... I rewatched it. I had to watch it twice because, and then it was a struggle actually watching it a second time, trying to stay awake because all it is is like, it, it's really bad acting. The acting is rough. It's a lot of talking, like I'm doing right now. Yeah, and, I mean, <laughs> there's a difference. You were listening to a podcast to hear us talk about things. Yeah. They were literally having weird, random conversations between themselves and the military. That Some part of, to kind of you could have shaved a good 20 minutes off this movie just getting rid of some useless dialogue. Some of the characters annoyed me and then like some of the scenes that were supposed to be suspenseful like the ending like it was boring it just took forever for anything to happen like I don't know. If they I, would have had full frontal nudity. I like, I like the ideas. I like the ideas. Back I in. like I like a, there's a few really disturbing <laughs> moments in it but uh, I did not I did not enjoy uh, I'm going to jump in here next, and this is where it's going to kind of come down to. You're going to figure out who who of us liked it and who of us did not, because it's down to me and the maestro. Um, and uh, kind of like the professor, this uh, last night I tried to watch this movie for the second time. Uh, several years ago, the maestro let me borrow his DVD copy of this because I had never seen it. And uh, I, too, fell asleep because it was so horribly boring. Um, so I want to say last, last night, I'm going to start by saying I did not fall asleep this time. I, I made it through um, the first half hour to 45 minutes of this movie and then i turned it off and thank god you told me it was on tubi because if i had paid a penny for this movie i would have wanted to just like i would have gone ballistic this movie was 
god awful. And I have to kind of give this almost like an incomplete just because I've, twice I've tried to watch it and I don't know what happens in the second half of the movie because I never got that far. I, I'm still going to score this movie when we get to it because this movie was terrible. Uh, I don't know what was worse, the amusement park or this. And I, I've, I'm going to hold off my thoughts on some of the other Romero movies that we're going to talk about later this month. Um, <clears throat> but uh, what a just... I, I, I don't even know what to say about it. It was horribly boring. Horribly boring. You got the the for a soundtrack or like for a score in this one. It's like military. It, it was like um, it was like watching an episode of Hogan's Heroes or something. You have like the the drums going with the army like army songs going. It was corny. It was terrible. It felt like he was trying to do like a horror version of Doctor Strangelove in a way. I don't know. Like, and I can appreciate it, but also like with the music and stuff, like it was meant to be satirical, but also yeah. I was just like, uh. I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to hold on to my thoughts about a couple of things about Romero and his movies until the end of this, but we're over two so far this month for me, <laughs> so we'll just leave it at that. So, uh, Maestro, I, I know that you absolutely love this movie. You thought it was the greatest <laughs> thing you've seen since graduation day. <laughs> well, okay. So first I want to preface this. The first time, I, the, the whole reason I actually watched this movie, and I think you'll appreciate this, is because, because I, I had bought... I had bought um, Hell of the Living Dead to watch with a friend of mine, and he absolutely refused to watch Hell of the Living Dead again. So I had God <laughs> find something else, movie. which is not a Romero movie. But if you've never seen this, I highly recommend it. This will this will help all of you get through life. Uh, watch it multiple times, which watch also led to his over. divorce. I just yeah. want to point out. So. <laughs> and if you want to get rid of your your current uh, wife, just show her this twice. Anyway, but anyway, I bought the crazies, and um, the first time I saw it, I was not thrilled with it. And I do want to say that. This is still not a favorite film of mine. And I, I have absolutely no qualms about defending a, a movie. Um, I, I, this, this is not something that I, I genuinely love. This is not love. a hill he wants to die on. No. This, <laughs> right. this, one, this one is not one I, I genuinely love. But I kind of appreciate it in some ways. And, 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 and what I, the way I look at this film is this is like a Romero sketch pad. You know, Romero um, absolutely infused everything with social commentary, or most everything. And so he he was trying he was trying out some stuff. He was making a comment on the military. I mean, he was saying that the crazies weren't the infected people. The crazies were everybody in this film. You know, he did this with very in a very heavy-handed manner. You know, the the, the army music that would play it almost it almost was like a a bad version of Full Metal Jacket to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it, but um, that said, you know it's it's steeped in irony. It's very uh, sad in many ways. There's when you've got some of these characters that are dying, even though even though it's these aren't the most interesting characters in the world. What he did manage to do well is you kind of care about them. Yeah. And so when you've got the kids dying in the beginning, when you've got um, some people who are inevitably not going to make it, when you've got the tragedy of you know him and the him and his girlfriend throughout this whole thing. I mean, it it, it actually is pretty sad. There's, a, a, not to butt in, but there's that one moment where they're burning the bodies and the little kid's crying because his parents are dead and they just, the military just put him in the back of the truck. Yeah. Well, they burned up. the bodies right in front of him. Yeah. Right, right. You know what I mean? So it, it there's like moments that work for me. It To me, it's a failure. Overall, it's a failure. But I think it's a... I find it somewhat of an admirable, admirable <clears throat> failure because, you know, he's on his way to start doing Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead, which I think that gets better. You know, I, I, I'm actually not the 
biggest Dawn of the Dead fan either. And I know you guys will get to that at some point. But but I think his his social commentary that he sort of really started playing with in a little bit in Night of the Living Dead, a lot of it in The Crazies, really came to fruition once he got to Day of the Dead. So it's kind of like watching his sketch pad and, or hearing like a band's demo even. You know what I mean? It's not always the most interesting thing. It's not always the most polished thing, but it's a road to somewhere else. Now, I do want to point out here, you and I, we hung out last night for a little bit, and we kind of talked about this. And um, <laughs> I told you I was going to get you. I told you I was going to get you good on this show. I think the consensus in here is we all really enjoyed the remake, correct? Did you enjoy yes. the remake? Yes. You did not like it. No. You're an idiot. <laughs> okay. Holy shit. Oh. Well, yeah, I'm going to say it right to your face. <laughs> all right, so, so not to go too deep into it, but we are. I, I already had this planned out because I had to watch this. We are going to review the remake uh, after we're the month is over. So the first, the first episode in August. Okay. We'll, re, we'll do the, the you remake. You want to come back for that show? Yeah, I do. Yes, because I do. I feel like I because, because him an idiot. Because, no, no. Oh, 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 it's okay. It's we're an right. arm wrestle. It's all right. No, it's we, personal. Because uh, I think, you know, here's here's all I'm going to say about the remake. I'm not going to go too far into it. But just the, the problem with the remake is it it takes a story that wasn't there in the first one, in the original, right? Because we all agree that the story wasn't great in the original. And strips it of what was good in the original, which is the social commentary and the tragedy, for the most part. Yeah. But I, I think that makes it better. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but, oh, but it's got Timmy yeah. the Elephant in it. But I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and there's, and there's violence. Yeah, well, and there's death. I, I, we'll, we'll talk. But Timmy I mean, the, but I mean, the well, honestly, there's nothing to me. To me, it's a, it's it's an empty ex- exercise. Whereas at least the original was trying to do something, even though it failed. The attempt was a little bit more noble. The att- and it. And it I Honestly, know. I think well, it's a. I can't wait till this discussion. Yeah. This will yeah. be a good discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A good one. So. But with that, there's Timmy the elephant in it. Timothy the elephant. elephant. Timmy the elephant. Elephant. <laughs> Jeez, man. Jeez. Tim- Jeez, Timothy. Louise. Timothy. Right, anyways, let's get the scores. So before before we give our scores on it in our final review and we punch in that uh, dial, let's let's take a little trip around the internet because it's kind of surprising. IMDb gave it a six point one out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes combined score is 68%, and Google users, because they're always high on everything, 91% like this movie. <laughs> just so you know. Uh, so One of those Orcus. is the Maestro. Uh, so I'll just start because I'm already talking. Listen, I, there's not much more I can say. There was a couple. I, I agree. The opening sequence, very good. Uh, you know, there being the fact that there is a story, whether you like it or not, like you got to give it points for that just because. Uh, also, I was really tickled with the lady just sweeping the grass. <laughs> <laughs> and also not knowing if those people were, in fact, crazy or just gun owners in Western PA. And if you're listening in Western PA, I'm sorry, but you know that's fucking true. Um, it's, it's true of upstate New York as well, so don't worry about that. But uh, anyways, uh, with that being said, you know. There was a couple things that you could like about the movie. I don't think this is the worst movie I've seen. It definitely wasn't worse than The Amusement Park. But then again, I do have to give that credit. It, it, it was what it was. It was paid for by... I want to change uh, my Christian score to group. a 1 out of 10 for that movie, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I, I had a 1 out of 10 anyways. Yeah. But this one... I'm gonna I'm gonna jump up and say this was a 2 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hopefully, wow. I'll never have to watch this again. <laughs> Professor? Um, well, there are certain things I like about it, um, and especially the the whole idea that it's the government or the military that's imposing the craziness on the people is what I find really interesting because there's so much talking about this Trixie thing this or whatever, and it, it's like, is this even real, you know? And doesn't the scientist kind of, come before he dies, falls down the stairs, doesn't he? 
They lead discover you to believe something. that he discovers something, but nobody else can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if he's and, discovering that it's not even real, you know? like. Well, that's, you know, that's sort of the clever trick of it. Like, Trixie! It, exactly. It, you know, oh, I see that, what you that, did that's there. exactly it. It's, yeah. um, and then, so, so, yeah, you don't know if he actually discovered it's not real, uh, if he discovered that it's... Uh, di- actually did discover the the cure or he actually was infected himself and then and then at the end you know the idea that oh now this is popping up in another city it's just it might be a ploy by the government to and the way they shoot the president with his back to the camera you know yep um just there's oh, the a president lot of, was in this movie there's a lot of really yeah. there's a lot of really far. interesting things that like yeah maybe this is just the government just starting to take control of everything um, and uh, that and what they're doing to these kids um, is really messed up. And that I do like about it. The movie was boring, but the ideas were really good. Exactly. So I'll, I'll give it like a six out of ten. Yeah, I. Which uh, is not. Yeah, really Maestro, you're up. Yeah, I, 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 I did mean to step step in. No, there, but, no, but, I, but I, but I, I completely agree for with us, what, but not what, for you. What you're no, saying, not for me, like, you know. 60 out of 100. The the ideas were really potent and really good. The execution is where it fails. So, you know, a movie that fails in execution, (laughs) you know, is is fatally flawed. But there's a lot to appreciate there. I, you know, um, I really liked how um, how the best friend was handled. And you've got somebody who's fighting his impulses. I like how you've got things with, um, you know, the messed up dynamic between the father and the daughter and the um, the idea of, you know, who's expendable and who isn't. And, you know what I mean? There, there's almost too many ideas. I mean, that, that might be part of the problem. There's just, there's just too much he's trying to say. Yeah. Um, it's it's very unfocused. But I, I too, I'll, I'll, I actually also agree with you. It's, it's a six out of ten for me. All right, well, that leaves me. Uh, so what I've seen of this movie, um, <laughs> I don't know how it ends because I couldn't get that far. So uh, I'm just going to make this short and sweet. Uh, one and a half out of ten. Oh, man. Wow. That you bad. real low. That bad because it was unwatchable. <laughs> there, they, it, there, were, there were people. Well, there were cameras. I, I feel like it's there were somewhat of, focused. I feel like the noting of this is like we all scored like slightly different. Like yeah. Me and you have the same kind of scoring price. We prospects. typically do. We're pretty like, close No, usually. but I mean on the scale. Yeah. It's like a six out of ten for these Except two gentlemen. Six out of ten for him are is actually like, really bad. But a like six out of ten for the professor yeah. is I mean, like a three out of ten for us or a like, four right. out of ten. For me, the, there's really good ideas. The movie they just isn't didn't flush them out. The movie is not entertaining to watch. Yeah, yeah right. I'm just saying at home if you if you catch on to like the grading style. I'm just yeah. saying everybody has yeah. a slightly grading style because a six out of ten for the professor is not a good score. It, it's, it's like sixty a, out of hundred. That's like a sixty percent. That's yeah, enough for me. Yeah, that's yeah. enough. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I was explaining is that we all have different ways of scoring. Like me and yeah. you, we have a harsher scale. So like yeah. if it's like good, it's average. It's five. So anything below that is is just bad. And then Bad. if it's if it goes towards closer to ten, obviously it's getting close to legendary says. Yeah. Anything at like five and above is is a watchful is is, is a good movie to watch. Yeah. You'll be entertained. You'll take something away. Okay. I'm saying that it, other than the ideas, I do agree with you, gentlemen. The ideas were great in the movie. I just don't think he flushed them out, so it kind of left a lot on the table. And I can't give that appreciation. Uh, I'd love to. I, I'm gonna. I'm already uh, ready to talk about the 
the, the, the remake. I can't wait till we do that in the first week of August. Because honestly, I can see where the conversation will kind of go there. But I mean, they did have an opportunity to flush that storyline out, yeah, which would have been great yeah. if they would have used that one. But I understand why they didn't after watching the movie in its entirety. <laughs> also, this was the first time I've actually seen this movie. Uh, and with seeing the remake first, obviously, and liking the remake, I was going to be a little harsher on this, especially like when the action is just not there. You're just like, you're just waiting. Just God, something happened. There's there's parts of this movie where you're just sitting there going, please have something happen. Just something, anything. I don't even care if it's like an action no, scene. Instead, they just keep talking and playing just, military sounds in the background. <laughs> well, what do you need? What do you need, uh, doctor? Well, I'm going to need a lab. There's one in the high school. I'm going to need, I'm going to need a, my own radio. You hear him? You hear him, Ryder? Get him a radio. Well, I want, what do you want? Yeah. To get him a radio. That was a literal line of dialogue in the fucking movie. Like, you could have erased that whole conversation, and we could have saved some time. I think if we shorten this up and flush some things out, it's a better movie. You, you know, Romero is like the king of the, the regional directors. You know, it, like, he's just, he's one of those guys. He was just, it, it, he was in his, era, uh, in his area. He was low budget. He had his friends doing things and stuff like that. And then a lot of that comes across, you know. He eventually became bigger had budgets and and got out of that but for a long time his early stuff it's you know this was low budget homegrown filmmaking and sometimes he pulled it off martin he pulled it off you know Th this one eh, you know it's got all the trappings of a, of a the part that gets thing. me about all this and i know rich disagrees with me about it but night of the living dead in my opinion is one of the greatest films ever made Agreed. And Rich, I know you don't really care for it all that much, which really blows my mind because we are so similar with our the way we, we view movies. But, you know, he makes Night of the Living Dead, which is so perfect. It's It was yeah. made in 1968, it's but it felt like it was made good. in the 40s or yeah. 50s. And, you know, again, small budget, but he made a fantastic movie out of it. And then we get this garbage, you know, Is this afterwards. a second movie? No. The Amusement Park came before this, oh, okay. I think. Um, yeah, I believe so. And I believe... Uh, um, there's always Vanilla and Season of the Witch. Okay. Boy, I can't imagine what those are like. Well, I'm well, going to have them soon, so I'll let you know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Found them at the gas station, did you? <laughs> Hold on, I'm just giving you the the date for the amusement park because I have... I want to say I it was 71 or 72. Thankfully, I saved 73? It is, uh, well, of I course... I think it was 73. I think it is also... It's 1973. Yeah. But no, because, of course, they put the release date as 2019. 20, 20, yeah, <laughs> it's 2019. Wait, I'm, I'm way off. I had to look at the date it was produced. But anyways, yes, it is It is uh, 1973. So same year as the crazies. But with that being said, uh, at home, maybe you disagree. Maybe you have a different score. Hit us up, HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share the page, at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what you thought about the crazies, the 1973 George Romero classic. Use that word term loosely. Uh, so next week, <laughs> next week is going to be Dawn of the Dead. Just so everybody can watch next week. George Romero's Dawn of the Dead, not the remake. Just just to be clear on everybody. Especially for you, Professor. You like to watch the wrong movies. So, with that being said, uh, and then, of course, we are finishing the month. Last week will be Martin. So. Martin. I always figured, no, no, no. Not the Martin. TV show. No, no. no? Yeah, we're going to oh. review the series <laughs> with <laughs> Martin Lawrence. Okay, Luke, you're closer. Just spray him with some water or something like you do a cat. Wait, who's Luke? Are, are you kidding me? I'm going to choke him with yeah, this microphone this cord. Luke you did threaten that. You did threaten that earlier. So Maestro, you can make talking Listen, it, it, we're, we're going real names, shoot names right now because we're planning your demise <laughs> while you're sitting listen, at the table. Listen, I, I want, I want, just I want full credit for the attack is really what it is. That's fine. That's fine. I'm willing to give that up. Yeah, give, give my last name and my, my address. 
You got uh, your phone number. They'll, they'll, we, we'll hide him. He, he wanders in the woods a lot, so I mean, <laughs> it's easy to dispose of a body. He does. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we are talking about a podcast, but unfortunately. if things work out, okay. <laughs> so, just so you guys know, those are the last two weeks of uh, George Romero. So, you guys, everybody at home knows what to watch along with us. Uh, so, with that being said, though, also visit 8122productions.com where you can get all the information uh, that you need for the what we do here and everything. Patreon.com slash 8122productions for if you want to monetarily support us. Uh, got cool stuff coming up, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show. I'm going to New York Comic Con Express, so that's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of filming, a lot of recording from uh, the, fall, the floors of the Javits Center slash the Hammerstein Ballroom slash the Paramount Theater. Like, it's got like eight locations. That's how big that shit is. I have is. a feeling there's going to be a Halloween Kills panel there. If there is, I'll be, I'll be, I will be going because I'm the only one of the group in the 607 podcast group that is going that does horror movies. So I'll be at anything that's horror anyways. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, unless you also consider the AEW panel that I'm desperately trying to become a part of so I can ask that's some pretty questions. Horrific. That, yeah. That's pretty scary as well. Yeah. But anyways, with that being uh, said, Mike C., that is all I have for the folks. Yeah, take them home. All right, sounds good. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening as we do each and every week. We are so, so happy to have you listening and tuning in. Uh, I want to thank uh, Rich for everything you do. I see the thumbs up you're giving me over there. Maybe there's a middle finger in there, too. I, I'm not, yeah, there's the middle finger. Uh, so thank you for all you do. All you, you. Yeah, all you, you. All you, you. You, you. You hear him in the background there. I got distracted because I looked at his face. Uh, (laughs) Professor, I mean, what can we say? We're glad you you, you made it back. Um, Why don't you guys give each other a hug? It would be adorable. There it is. I I feel that. (laughs) Yeah, I wish we did have a camera here because that that was adorable. Uh, You know, hopefully you'll be back next week. Are Are you planning on being here next week? Well, we do have band practice next week. The Lone Rangers? Yeah, um, our single's coming out July 31st. The Maestro and I are in a band. Yes. Um, yeah, we've talked about that. The yeah. Lone Rangers. Yeah, the Lone Rangers. But um, I next week, I believe we have band practice, so it depends on when the show would be. Okay. Well, maybe he'll be here. It depends, you know, really. It depends on if it goes it well. It depends on if it goes well. You know, maybe he'll be here. Maybe he won't. Maybe, so. the, no, maybe I'll be kicked out of the band. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll be kicked out of the band and then I'll be they here. Only be I, so spoiler alert. He, he will be here next week. <laughs> 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 well, fair enough. So expect to see him here this or hear him oh, here next whiz. week. <laughs> yeah. And Maestro. Buddy. Pal. Pal. Always a pleasure light to of have my, you here. Light of my life. You, you. you know, <laughs> Wendy. <laughs> You look like a Wendy. Did I ever tell you that? I, I get that all the time. Yeah, I know. It's. Oh no, I, I look like I eat a lot of Wendy's. That's that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is what it is. But thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure, guys. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So for the guys here, I'm Spooky Mike C. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Until then, we're saying see ya. <laughs> <laughs>